0: Yod Tav Shin It is on page Kufnun Vav of volume Chavetz, which is from exactly fifty years ago, give or take, depending on the date. We have Yud Zayan the Beis. So we're off by like seventeen days, give or take a month, because this was a leap year. And this letter is written to Abacher uh, Daniel Shiekhia. There's no notes about who this was. So some Bacher named Daniel that ever writes a letter to him. I picked this one for today because it's uh it's particularly related to forum. And today is Chedesh Adar. So we're getting into the Purim mood. We're not going to do Purim letters every day of other, but when we get close to Purim, it seems appropriate. So, Daniel This is written to Daniel. The Rebbe was very pleased to read whatever letter Daniel wrote. Once again, we don't have any footnotes here, so we're not sure exactly what had been written to the Rebbe. But the Rebbe wishes him well. gives him a bracha that all of his desires of his heart shall be fulfilled for good. Tikvasi Shah Simchas porim Ruya Lashma, I believe. That's right, l'shama. It's my hope that you had a Simchas Purim, that you had a Purim celebration that was fitting for the place where you are. The most important thing is to keep this Simcha, the joy of Purim, going onwards. So, right, this is written after Purim, that I was telling him, I assume your Purim celebration was the way it should be. I hope it was the way it should be. And I hope that joy continues. And I hope you take the lessons from the days of Purim and extend them throughout the entire year. So, Purim isn't just a holiday that happens for one day or even for one month. We get very into other Mishnechnos, other but what we take from Purim is supposed to extend throughout the entire year. As what we take from everything, right? The Pesach, we, we take our Pesach the entire year. We have these nodes throughout our calendar, which are moments where we capitalize on the power of one moment, and we take that moment and spread it through the whole year. So, the Ever wants him to take the inspiration from Purim and spread it throughout the entire year. The part that I'm excited about is coming up and now. I assume you know, uh, certainly you know, what Chazal say, that the reason why we had a miracle of Purim, what was the merit that got us the miracle of Purim? It was an incredible miracle. There was in the middle of the deepest, darkest gulus God woke up and saved us. What 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 did we do to deserve that? The answer given is it's in the merit of the Torah learning of the, oh man, elif, so that's 22,000, right? 22,000 to and 22,000 small children. <speaking in Hebrew> Mardukai gathered these 22,000 children and taught them Torah in public, and it was in the merit of these children that the miracle happened. Turning the page. You certainly also know. That Haman was not, certainly you know that Haman was not the first bad guy we ever encountered. He also wasn't the last bad guy we encountered. We've had a lot of villains in our history. As a matter of fact, we say in Pesach, which is of course coming up the month after. Every single generation, Haman's rise up. We get a Haman every generation. And God always saves us from their hands. But in many generations, it's in a way of we don't see his miracles. And we don't recognize the miracle. So he's saying that in some generations, we can point to the bad guy of the generation, the person trying to kill us, they're trying to destroy us. We can point to the Haman, and we can write about him and deride his downfall. However, in many generations, he says, every single generation, according to the Haggadah, there is some Haman out there. Sometimes we recognize them, sometimes we don't. A lot of times, God takes care of them for us, and we never even hear about the guy. But there is always a Haman, and that's actually totally unique and <laughs> totally novel to me, the idea that we need to read that part of the Haggadah literally, that it's not just that every generation, you know, every couple hundred years we have a big bad guy. It's that there is perpetually someone out there trying to get us, and most of the time we never even find out about him, because God solves the problem before it starts. That's what that line means. Um, so what are we doing right? that has God knocked down these bad guys before we ever find out about them? Why aren't we hearing about a Haman every day? And the answer is not because there isn't a Haman every day, it's because we're having, because of the plus the incredible merit of our Torah and our mitzvahs, makes it such that God knocks them down, takes out the Haman before it ever becomes a story. Therefore, we all have to focus very much on learning Torah. First of all, we have to learn Torah so we can keep the mitzvahs. And also, of course, learning terror for its own purposes. Everybody needs to spread terror and mitzvahs, each according to their abilities. Not just because it's a mitzvah, and not just because God wants us to, but for that last line right there, it's the thing that keeps us alive. Very, Very literally, it's what keeps us alive. That every single moment, every single generation, there's somebody who's trying to kill us, and whether we know about it or not. And the only thing preventing them from actually doing it is God knocking them out of the way before they can before they can get us in their sights. And the reason why God does that is for one reason, is because of the Torah and mitzvahs that we do. When we do Torah and mitzvahs, this keeps us alive. And God should help you succeed in going from strength to strength in each of the things that I've just discussed. The Rebbe wishes him a bracha for a and for good news. So oh, two big takeaways from this letter that I was unaware of before, and then we're going to jump into a slightly related letter that I have here in the background information. The two big takeaways I noticed that I haven't seen before is this one idea that uh, it's not just that we've had a handful that uh, a handful of bad guys, but that there's perpetually forces in the world trying to destroy us. And I guess I kind of knew that from a, a non-terror perspective, but to hear that I say it is a little more chilling is that there is at all times, somebody ready to take out the Jewish people completely. And God stands there at the vanguard and knocks them down and he knocks them down in the merits of Tera and mitzvahs, nothing else. The fact that when we, when we, uh, when we open a safe room, when we take care of chitas and Rambam, when we sit here in the here, we, we are creating the merits in the world that allow God to, without us ever knowing about it, knock down the people getting in our way. And the other big emphasis here is that there's an emphasis that isn't so much expressed in this letter, but is certainly said, going back to the previous page, that's about the Tineke saraban, that although our Torah learning definitely has that effect, he's writing to a bacher and telling this bacher Danil that his Torah learning helps protect the Jewish people from their enemies, there's certainly an emphasis on it being children. Tineke Shobay Seraban, this tough phase, 22,000 small children get together and learn, and this is what defeats Haman. Now going over, I, I went looking for, uh, for more letters related to this topic of the 22,000 children being the Thing that caused the Pura miracle. I found this really cool letter over here. I have it on the screen. It's in your background material if you want to click the link and don't want to look at my screen. It's from Tavshin Yud Beis. And the Rebbe wrote a fairly long letter to an annual um, gathering. It's the uh, 11th annual gathering of the house So he's writing to people who are involved in Hinov under in the year Tavshin Yud Beis. I have this letter on the screen. I don't want to read the whole letter. I just want to read a piece of it down here. So at the very bottom of the letter, the last paragraph, if you have it on your screen, it's where my mouse is if you're looking on mine. <clears throat> it says here, the is talking to, to people who teach Torah to kids. He says, When the Gezeira came out, they decree that Haman was going to destroy us during the forum story. He went out into the streets and he collected 22,000 small children, and he united them so they would pour out their hearts before their father in heaven in prayer and in supplication. Turning the page, and he planted, it rooted a mesidas nefesh, a self-sacrifice in their hearts until they called out with one voice. He inspired these children so much that they became, he 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 radicalized them. The children were ready to cry out with one voice, whether for life or for death, we're following you. And it was at that moment that the decree was annulled. The decree was annulled when these children were taught Torah. And this is the part that's, I think, to each of us, something that I need to think about a lot more, is that uh, every single person needs to think was a very important guy. He was the head of the Sanhedrin. He was the chief of all the Tzadikim. He was the head hancho, Like Moses in his generation. He himself went out into the street. He went out to teach small children Tzadikim. The children of the Rabbi's house. We have to perpetually remember the Rabbi instructs. A person is not allowed to say that their station in life exempts them from getting involved in teaching small children. How can somebody step away from their incredible responsibilities, their lofty, their lofty, uh, their lofty, uh, their lofty uh, involvements and step into educating small children? That's certainly for the Rebis. And we we pay good money to have people do this for us. (laughs) I have a job. I have a shir to prepare. I have a kollel to go to. I have chitas I have dafyemi. I can't be involved in the in in, in doing my and helping my son with his homework. And the Rebbe says, absolutely not. Certainly, you're not bigger than Mordechai, and Mordechai went out into the streets to do it. And not only that, as we saw from our previous letter, it protects the Jewish people. All of the hakir, he has to recognize. Kichashu mikol hulikbeya. the most important thing. Kichashu the most important thing that you have going on is the set aside time alkapanim, at least some time chelik mizmanik nahaktish to sanctify alkapan chelik mekeifesav lekibushachinach shela deratzar. That every single person needs to set aside some time in their schedule and um set aside some energy, some of their energies specifically to focus on educating the younger generation. In order to implant in their hearts for all holy things. So the, the, the Rebbe is making this everybody's responsibility and he's saying that nobody is exempt. Mordechai himself is an exempt and every single person, whether they're very busy at work or very busy teaching Torah or whether they teach Torah to older people. <laughs> I, uh, I I have on a very personal note, I have, more than once over the past couple of weeks, uh, in a rush to prepare the Shir that we have at night, um, told my son Menachem that I don't have time to do his Kriya homework with him and sent him off to his mother for Kriya homework. The uh, the Reb is saying, "Oh, who do you think you are, Mordecai? Um, that uh, if if you if if you believe you have a greater responsibility than setting aside some amount of time to help small children learn Torah, then I don't know who exactly you think you are." In some way, I mean, the Reb is saying it nicely, but I'm reading it very harshly. <clears throat> that uh, we have no excuse for this and. Um, we have no excuse for not dedicating some time to small to the education of small children specifically no matter what no matter what else is going on it is a top priority and as we saw from the previous letter it's a top priority that protects the jewish people the goshness so i think we have a a direct head going into other is that since the miracle of Purim is specifically tied to the fact that we uh, that mordechai took time out of his very busy schedule to educate small children that those of us who are not currently involved in whether with our own kids or with other people's kids Need to take this very seriously and find a couple minutes or a couple hours or some time in some of their energies and sanctify them specifically for the education of small children. Uh, every time I try to open anything on it, it immediately defaults to closing. So I'll never find this mimer for you again. But I looked up over here, there's a mimer that said the is Mitzayan, somebody's the Malakat's Mitzayan, into at the bottom of one of these two letters, uh, explaining what the advantage of Tashbar are, the Teneke Shabbat, and the young children specifically. Unfortunately, the mimer itself closed. So, good luck finding it. But I'll tell you what I remember it saying. Uh, it's in "It's in uh, Kibal Yehudim of Tavshin Yod Aleph." that there says that the unique advantage of children is that their bodies haven't been messed up by this world so much. We eat and we drink and we do things that are not necessarily forbidden. They just they coarsen us over time, as explained in Tanya. And small children, their bodies are not so coarse. Since their bodies are not so coarse, they have a natural connection to their souls that ours don't really have anymore. And through that, their Torah learning is able to have a greater effect even than our Torah learning, despite the fact that small children don't learn Torah for the right reasons. According to the Mimer, they learn Torah because they're afraid they're going to get beaten. I hope in our houses it's more because they enjoy the rewards and the Tziv HaShem stuff. But uh, whether it's a stick or a carrot, children learn Torah for the wrong reasons, usually. And nonetheless, despite the fact that their Torah is not officially Lishmaq, the fact is that their bodies and souls are so closely connected because their bodies aren't miskashim very much and their souls are very holy. And these two things are so uh, are so compatible with one another that when they learn Torah, it upends decrees world over. So every single generation, we have a human coming up against us and every single one of us have a responsibility to help empower these children to knock those humans away from us.